Hello, welcome to Talking Tax, a Bloomberg BNA tax and accounting podcast where we discuss everything involving tax, from the courts, the IRS, or Capitol Hill. I'm your host, Matthew Benningfield, and I'm excited you're here with us today. Welcome to Talking Tax. It's September 11th, and I'm here with Hill reporters Laura Davison and Colleen Murphy. Guys, welcome back. Thank Thanks you. for having us. It's been a while. Uh, so yeah, for the listeners today, let's just give a recap of what's been going on since we've been back on the Hill. Anything big, newsworthy? So the big news last week um, is that Trump, the president, struck a deal with Democratic leadership to um, do a three-month month extension on the debt ceiling. Uh, continuing resolution to fund the government, as well as as Harvey relief. This was sort of surprising. Republicans wanted to um, have an 18-month deal so they wouldn't have to vote on the debt ceiling, which is a tricky vote for them uh, before midterms. But uh, that's not looking like what it, that's not what it is. Trump signed the bill last week. Um, so this is interesting because now in December, all of these things, you know, the CR, government funding, and on the debt ceiling will come up mid mid December, right when theoretically, um, you know, if you listen to what Kevin Brady and Paul Ryan are saying, when a tax bill would be crossing the finish line. So it will make for a very very busy final month of the year. And the Trump administration has been saying that actually this deal was very strategic because it kind of clears the decks this fall for tax reform, and you know that sort of remains to be seen. But they definitely have a lot uh, on their agenda. We have our first hearing this week in the Senate Finance Committee. It's going to be looking at the individual side of tax. And what we've been hearing is that this will probably be the first of a couple Senate finance hearings kind of on different pieces of the tax code. And theoretically, they would do these over the next few weeks, and that would help uh, lead them into October when we might see some more details of a plan. They would kind of be vetting ideas during these hearings to help shape those negotiations. And I do want to point out that the sort of the big ticket items are cleared off the deck. So there are a lot of other things that Congress has to address this month. Um, the, chi- the Children Child Health Insurance Program, um, the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, all of these kind of programs, um, agencies need to be reauthorized um, by the end of the month, which will take some time and a little bit of negotiating. So while tax reform remains the big policy Um, agenda item. There's a lot of little things that have to get done that that just take up time on the legislative calendar. I saw something today that the House has 44 days left in session this year, and it's even fewer days, obviously, in the House and Senate for September. I think we're down to about 10 each in each chamber. So uh, yeah, certainly we'll be busy. And do we have a bill yet or remnants of a bill uh, for tax overhaul, or is is this just we're playing from scratch at this point. So there are lots of different elements of like previous plans. And that's what staffers say that they're going through of mining. You know, Dave Camp had this big, you know, 2000 page tax reform plan from 2014. They're looking at elements. So while there's not a bill out there yet, they're saying, okay, look, we've got all these bits and pieces that we can fit together. Last week, uh, a White House official walked out of the, the big six meeting. That's the, you know, the top congressional leaders and, and administration officials and said they'd finalize some key details. We don't know what those details are. Um, so I think in terms of what actually they have on paper um, is is kind of unclear. If they if they had a bill that was ready to go, they would probably release it and start marking it up right away. Because we don't see something, because there's no sort of maybe even a you know framework, a couple pages that's come out, it makes it seem more unlikely that they're still kind of grappling with some of these bigger issues. Obviously, from what you guys have said, there's going to be a time crunch. Uh, but what are you know individuals like Paul Ryan and, and Kevin Brady? saying in terms of their confidence level of getting this done uh, by end of year? 
So the two of them are definitely still confident that this is the year for tax reform, and they think that they're right on track with making that happen. Although uh, Kevin Brady did acknowledge to me that that all of the stuff coming up in December makes that more challenging. I think when you look beyond the two of them to other members of Ways and Means and certainly the House Freedom Caucus, which is that pretty conservative group of about 30 to 40 members, when we're talking to lobbyists and people off the Hill, the confidence is a lot lower that they're going to end up with something comprehensive. It seems more likely we'll have tax cuts and a mix of temporary and permanent uh, provisions just because there are so many barriers to getting a bill passed, even if they were ready with one. Um, they still need to agree on a budget for fiscal year 2018. That's kind of the vehicle that they'll attach tax reform to, and that those negotiations are pretty jammed up. So, you know, these kind of other factors, I think, really, really complicate things for them. And there's sort of a weird chicken and egg situation playing out with the budget resolution that, that uh, Colleen said is this vehicle for, for tax reform. So members of the Freedom Caucus say they want to see details of the tax reform plan before they agree to vote on the budget, which now looks like it could be a vote. At a, the earliest it could happen is either late September or October. So that just sort of pushes that down a little bit further along the road. So Freedom Caucus says, look, we want to see these details. We're not voting for a tax reform plan. They want to exert some le- some of their leverage that they have on the package. Folks um, in Ways and Means say, look, we can't put out the details till we know what's in the budget and we know how much revenue we can lose or if it needs to be revenue neutral. All of those things will be spelled out in the budget resolution. So there's sort of a, an issue of, you know, we want to see details. We can't give you details until we vote on this. They're saying we won't vote on this. So that all has to be ironed out. And th- you know, these are kind of debates that have been going on since um, since July and they haven't been resolved. And it looks like it'll still be um, at least, you know, a couple more weeks until we see any resolution on that. So do you guys think this is make or break for Republicans? You're going into midterm elections. Uh, you know, they're going around doing these town halls uh, when they're in their recess. For voters, is this in hand with the failure with uh, health care? Do you think it's make or break for, for these new candidates? I certainly think if Republicans are able to pass tax cuts this year, they will declare that to be a victory. That is something that potentially would be really beneficial for you know middle-income working families. So I think in that sense, no, I think they will package that as as a win, as something that that is helpful. And, you know, President Trump has talked about wanting a middle class tax cut and wanting a lower corporate rate. So to the extent that that can happen, I think they will be able to work through it. I I agree with Colleen. Any sort of tax cut, they can just call it tax reform and your average voter isn't going to necessarily know the difference, though um, I think a lot of people in the tax world as well as people in Congress will be a little bit deflated if they're not able to do something bigger with the opportunity they have right now. Okay, guys. Well, anything else you'd like to add? Be on the lookout. I mean, this is kind of the time where you see the drip, drip, drip of details and and as stuff comes along. All right. Well, thank you so much as usual for joining us and uh, we'll tune in with you guys next week. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us today on Talking Tax. Our podcast is one of many that Bloomberg BNA has to offer. Visit bna.com for all BBNA sponsored podcasts and make sure to follow Bloomberg BNA Tax on Twitter. We look forward to giving you more in depth analyses on the next episode of Talking Tax. Until then, signing off from Crystal City, I'm Matthew Benningfield.